and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Uh Today's show, we're going to do something a little different here now that we're in the, the new year of 2016. We're going to do uh, a, few, uh, a few shorter shows for these next shows, uh, and my guest for all of these is going to be Living the Nerd Life's Ryan Vamp. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Yeah. Why don't you tell people about, uh, about yourself? Because I've talked about uh, Living the Nerd Life when you guys, have been bring, when you guys brought my podcast on. Uh, to your your network website, and uh, and so they've probably heard the name, but yeah. uh, for people who are coming uh, from Gamers on the Go to you, uh, tell them a little bit about like what you guys do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So right now we are a nerd website that is a content creation um, and curation website. So if you went to Live in Their Life right now. Um, livingthenerdlife.com, you would see a bunch of content. You would see videos, podcasts, blogs, all about all the culture and stuff that you love. Um, And that's what we're really uh, doing right now is we take awesome people creating podcasts or blog content or YouTubes like yourself, Mm -hmm. and then we help um, in any way we can. If that's uh, we're helping host it and we're helping create it or we're helping just spread the word about it, right? Um, we're just really – one of the main things is obviously creating one place for all these things to live so that we can all um, gain followers and create like a, a nice community. Nice. And it, and it very much is like the the whole gamut of nerd culture. Like obviously handheld video games is here and video games in general, but – superhero movies and and comic-con kind of events and all that kind of stuff like comics any of that is 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 fair game over there right correct our two main things though are gaming in general and then we do go to a lot of uh, conventions where we'll record um people doing panels um and also take a lot of cosplay pictures um so those are our two kind of like stronger wheelhouses would be gaming um and um the com- cons and yeah, cons the event and kind of stuff. Cool. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Like these these next four episodes are, are going to hopefully be a little bit shorter uh, than <laughs> than the normal like hour and a half beast behemoths that uh, that I usually create. Uh, we're, and we're going to try to work on that in general over 2016 to, to shorten these up a little bit for for listeners and for me because it's I get tired. Yeah, <laughs> my voice gets tired. Uh, but yes, uh, so we're focusing on some mobile games uh, for these for these next four episodes because you're a, a pretty big mobile game player, right? Yeah, I love mobile games. I love uh, games that you can play on the go and on your phones um, specifically. Um, I grew up, you know, much like you, playing Game Boy and Pokemon and um, the system. But nowadays, I really just I don't have time necessarily to. Um, kind of devote to those system type handheld games um but i love 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 um mobile games nice uh well we're gonna start with our first one it's a game that uh that kind of got shunned a little bit from uh from gamers on the go's uh, game of the year podcast uh for for last year uh, and that's laura croft go which uh, is made by by square enix obviously uh, square enix montreal is the uh, is the developer and uh it's a game that that i think is kind of cool uh, but you know, just it, it wasn't cracking my top five, and it didn't crack anybody else's top five on the show, uh, so it just kind of didn't get mentioned. But that's not to say it's a bad game. Actually, it's a it's a it's a pretty solid game, I, I would say. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's let's just run through a, a few more of these details before we before we jump into kind of how we feel about it. But it was released yeah. on August twenty seventh of twenty fifteen. 
uh, iOS, Android, if you're if you're looking to play it. I can't remember how much it was. I know that's what I was actually just trying to think. I was I want to say like five. Yeah, months? I was thinking four ninety nine or three ninety nine in that range. Yeah, it's it in definitely that wasn't the two ninety nine, one ninety nine. Yeah, it's not like a ninety nine cent game, but it's also not. <laughs> Not like other Square games. Yeah, uh, like, real expensive. Yeah, what, remember when uh, there was a Final Fantasy game that came out for, for iPhone? It was like the first one they bought, mm-hmm. put out. And they were asking for $12 or something. Which well, Wasn't it 7 like that? Because they, yeah. they really 7 like that? Yeah, it, it was an earlier one though. It might have been like 4, yeah. uh, Final Fantasy 4 or something. Yeah. But they were asking 12 bucks, and, and that, that set everyone ablaze. I'm like, oh my god, how could, you to- how could you charge that much for an indie game? It's like, well, not an indie game, a yeah. mobile game. It's like, yeah, but... Yeah. yeah. How much did you pay for Final Fantasy IV on a Super Nintendo well, how much or on you your 3DS? Now? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, it's, play it. it's a it's a good game. Like I don't know if you yeah. if you I, like Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's I think that's one thing you know we'll continue to talk about as we go through these different things is pricing in general, mm-hmm. um, because there is a lot mobile games in general when they came out there was a lot of free like there's a lot of ads and there still is that's a, a definitely a way to get games out there. Um, and I think that kind of corrupted the minds of a lot of people who play games. For sure. Um, and there's just so many games for free. I mean, and they're good games. Yeah. Um, I could get online. I could get on my phone and download tons of really good games, um, and they'd be free. So it kind of corrupts the market to think, well, then I shouldn't have to pay for things, or they should be free. And that's just not. Personally, I don't think that's a, a good mindset to be in for sure because i agree like uh sure if i'm into final fantasy whatever whatever one it is um i'll I'll definitely pay a little bit more for it and it it is especially when we get into more indie games not the bigger uh triple a studio games it takes these people a really long time to play or to make these games and i actually want to thank them and a way to do that is to buy and purchase their game definitely yeah like uh for this game it had a, a had a decently sized team on it not not a huge team but still for for a mobile game in general like this is a giant team whereas other games i know we're going to talk about in the future here are made by one two three people and that's it yeah that's i'd say any any mobile game created with more than three people um if they weren't like freelanced out if it was like a a large that's a larger studio in general for sure well, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about Lara Croft Go. It is it is a turn based puzzle game. It's a spiritual successor to a, a game that Square Enix Montreal had made in 2014 called Hitman Go. Um, Hitman Go, uh, which we're not doing a show on Hitman Go, but I think Hitman Go is also a pretty cool game. Honestly, I think if you were to pick one, maybe you might even go with Hitman Go over mm. over Lara Croft. Uh, Lara Croft is definitely much prettier, but uh, <laughs> but Hitman Go is. Is a uh, is kind of more like a board game. Uh, you have these chess piece like characters, and and it's it's a little bit more tactical. Uh, whereas Laura Croft is is definitely more puzzly. Uh, it seems like, and not even seems like, it's what Mont- uh, Square Enix Montreal has has said is like that they want to to take these games down to their core elements, these their most simple pieces, and and then just play those up for uh, for what a mobile game uh, would be. It's interesting that they say that. Yes. That's like kind of their goal. For sure. It's interesting. Yeah. uh, So the studio itself, uh, it's it's a relatively new developer. It it came about in 2011, um, and it was uh, originally meant to be like a new AAA studio, Hmm. and and they were going to work on a new Hitman game, actually. Hmm. And then that game got canceled. Like a third of the team got let go. 
the studio sh then shifted its focus to, to mobile development. And now, uh, even on their website, they, they're quoted as, uh, their, their tagline is redefining mobile and tablet games. Uh, I don't know if they've redefined them, yeah, but they, they've made a couple solid ones so far, I, I would say. At least the stuff I've seen, it's honestly taking someone else's IP and then <laughs> taking someone else's game idea and like mashing them together. Yeah, I wouldn't, maybe. I wouldn't really call that redefining anything. Not that the yeah. games are bad or that that is a bad thing to do. But right. Yeah, it's it's, it seems like they're more... Uh, I don't know. I say just making good games. Yeah, they're, make, they're making solid games. Yeah. I, we want to make mm -hmm. good games. <laughs> uh, Hitman Go and Lara Croft in the same in the same sense. They're they're simplified graphics. They're they're low poly. Um, they're, the gameplay is pretty simple. It's all swipes and, and taps. Um, but they're all they're all kind of very minimalist. In, in Hitman Go, it's it's you have a board that you see. You can see the whole board at once, and, and you can only move on specific nodes and. You have to kind of wait for a, a character that you're trying to assassinate, uh, solve a couple little puzzles in there. Uh, Lara Croft Go is, is definitely more about the puzzles, being, you know, being about Tomb Raider and, and trying to get those elements in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, both, they're both pretty strategic. Uh, Hitman Go, if you're a fan uh, or interested, that is also coming to Vita and PS4 mm. uh, this year uh, at some point. I don't believe they're out quite yet. But, uh, but you can look for that, or or you know the the tablet version is is solid as well, and I think it's really I think it's five bucks for that one as well, uh, maybe even cheaper. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, so Lara Croft Go. If you if you haven't played Hitman Go, which you have not, Ryan, I have not. Yeah. I uh, didn't even. I remember seeing Lara Croft Go when it was in the App Store, but I didn't ever purchase it or look it, into it mm -hmm. really. Until you, until we talked about this, and you're like, "Hey, I want to talk about this thing." I'm like, okay, cool, I'll download and play. For sure. And and I was interested just because that was, you know, I was trying to get my my 2015 games done, and yep. and you know, so, yeah, I heard some good things about Lara Croft Go. You know, and maybe yeah. I maybe I should play that. And uh, and it, yeah, it, it was good. But I I'd, I'd say for somebody who hasn't played Hitman Go like you, mm. that uh, I I already kind of you've already alluded to this and I'm just going to let you end up saying it. Yeah. Uh, so, so go ahead and then, and then I'll do my rebuttal. <laughs> like what? Just my, yeah. my initial thought on it. In it general? The, the kind of the thought we talked about before the podcast. Started. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think it harps back to just what I, what I just said the studio does in general. Right. So they take an IP or Croft, they take an idea of, um, puzzling, which would be, in this case, I think they kind of went after Monument Valley. Valley. It's the closest um, allegory for sure. Kind of, even though I, I, we talked about this a little bit earlier, I think that's even doing Monument Valley some injustice. Uh, but they took those two things and kind of mashed them together, and then created Laura Croft Go. Um, and once again, I don't think that's a, necessarily a bad thing. Um, and overall, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it's it's not did. an indictment to to uh, to Lara Croft Go to say, hey, they they learned some elements from one of the most popular mobile games uh, ever. Uh, yeah, <sighs> which is really hard. If you've never played Monument Valley, please go play that game. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing and beautiful. And then you'll understand a little bit why I'm hesitant to even put these two games in the same conversation. Yeah, I mean, Monument Valley is, is much more puzzles that, that are mind-bending and perspective-bending. And, it's and so 
beautiful, gorgeous, for sure, absolutely gorgeous. But but the I think the the innovation on Monument Valley is is a really cool thing. Like having that kind of Escher painting, uh, puzzly, like mind bendy stuff. Mm -hmm. And Laura Kafka is not that. It is there are some puzzles in there that that can kind of stump you, Mm -hmm. but everything's kind of laid out in front of you. There's there's nothing there's nothing hidden. There's nothing to kind of discover. It's all just and you don't really uh, turn. Uh, so Monument Valley, you would, you turn the right. pieces and it creates something new. You you do not do that. Yeah, right? it's a it's a fixed camera angle. It's that isometric view, uh, kind of like Diablo looking camera. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're you're on a set path as well. You mm-hmm. you have these nodes and lines between them. There are sometimes where you can kind of free roam around, but there are other times where you have to uh, stick to kind of a linear path. Yeah. And it's very compartmentalized, uh, in the same sense as kind of a Monument Valley, which which really is more just, hey, that makes sense for a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Of you should you should segment things out. There uh, are four chapters, four or five chapters. They added there's a chapter. Four. Oh yeah, yeah. Because with the added chapter, there's five. Yes, I believe. Uh, and and one of those chapters is kind of an intro that's very easy and, mm-hmm. and doesn't have a lot of levels to it. So. Uh, I, I don't know the number of levels off the top of my head. It's it's a relatively short game. Yeah, I, sp- I was trying to figure that coming over here today, actually. I think I spent, I could probably say I spent maybe two hours, maybe, mm-hmm. playing it. It's hard to say because it was in such small chunks. Because you could complete, especially in the beginning, you could complete the levels in a matter of minutes. Sure. Potentially. Uh, mm-hmm. Um which is, like I said, that's not a bad thing, but it's hard to kind of figure out, for me, to figure out how much time I actually spent right. in the game. And, and in terms of like time spent and dollar value and all that stuff, people can come to their own conclusions on that kind of stuff. But uh, there is there is some reason to go back to these levels, even even though you might remember the solution. There are, there are hidden collectibles mm-hmm. in the game that mm-hmm. allow you to open up new outfits, and, um, and it's kind of cool to see a game throw out some other outfits that you don't have to just pay microtransaction for. Yeah. You can you can put in some money for this game, but it's more sure. of finding hints and some other things. Uh, and then the the extra chapter, I believe, is also... That's not a microtransaction, is mm-hmm. it? Or at least not. Not that I, saw, I used. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's a solid it's a solid puzzle game. It is gorgeous. It's a, it's a really pretty game. I would put it kind of neck and neck with Monument Valley. And I think I think Monument Valley would get the nod because of the cool perspective stuff, and I think the the uh, design of the art is a little more it has a little bit more going for it. But you can't deny that Lara Croft Go is a is a pretty game. You're gonna try to deny that. I I think it's the the best looking Lara Croft game. <laughs> okay. Right? Right, it's the best looking Laura Croft game. When put next to a game that was created um, from the beginning, the core of it is like a painting or a masterpiece. So you, it's just hard. That's why I have a trouble even mentioning those two in the same <laughs> sentence because uh, Laura Croft, yes, it looks good. It's fun. It's the best Laura Croft's ever looked, right? Mm-hmm. As far as like that um, very um, uh, minimal kind of look. That flat shading, that low Yeah, and even her little animations are funny because sometimes she'll like – when you move, she'll do like a tuck roll or when you're climbing over um, a – 
portion of like a cliff or something, she'll do like a handstand kind of slowly and then tumble down. Like it, there's, just I did appreciate cute that little, yeah, that, that attention to detail of not every single move animation is the exact yeah. same. Sometimes it'll be a different thing. Like that's just a little touch that is really nice for a person who's going to put, yeah. you know, a good amount of hours in this game, whether it's short or not. Like you're still going to be yeah. seeing her move a ton and to yeah. see her move in slightly different ways every once in a while. Yeah, I thought it was, nice. it was cool. It was fun. So that's great and awesome and looks good. But Monument Valley, <laughs> Monument Valley is definitely like it's a masterpiece. No, I mean, it's a, yeah, you know. we're, we're not we're not here to say buy Laura Croft over Monument Valley. Like if you could only buy one. The choice is obvious, yeah. but but Lara Croft Go is, is a pretty is a pretty cool game. Yeah, um, it is. It is I, definitely. I, I do like Hitman Go. Uh, you should kind of check. Yeah, that I out actually as well. I'm going to check that out in general because I didn't even know that was a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I don't know what what uh, Square Enix Montreal is doing next. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they would still uh, be playing around in the mobile space if that's mm-hmm. uh, if their whole redefining uh, mobile and tablet games is is their kind of mantra now. Yeah, um, it will be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, like do they do they make an original IP at this point? Uh, do you go down if they're going down these Western Square Enix franchises? Deus Ex maybe would be a, a decent place to play in. Maybe Thief. Thief actually would make a lot of sense to in this yeah. uh, in this format. But uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be interested in seeing it. I, I doubt they're going to be like, oh hey, we're making a Dragon Quest go. I don't. I don't know. I don't see I, that. I, the weird thing is about mobile um, is that all the AAA people ignored it for so long, and like I, they just didn't think it was worth it, or um, didn't think it was like a real thing for so long. And now they're trying to get into it, mm-hmm. and so you're seeing some of these kind of games. There's a lot of these games, like even that are. They're kind of using IPs like Marvel, Transformers, even Star Wars games. And the games, once again, is the same thing. You're taking like a popular IP or a popular Mm -hmm. IP that was – at least an IP that was popular one time and then taking some kind of like style and mashing it together. And that's – you know, it creates decent games. Um, Maybe every once in a while you get a great game out of that. And I think World Crop Go is definitely the better out of all those things, Mm -hmm. one of the better ones. So, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but the idea that, that that's interesting, I don't think they will do... I don't see these people doing their own IPs, really. Really? Technically. Yeah, I, I mean, I you guess, never know. Yeah, for, for what they're trying to... If they're trying to make money on it, it makes sense to throw it as an existing IP, especially when you have the backing of Square Enix, and like, why, why wouldn't you reach into their library if you could? Well, and they're wanting... Those AAA companies are wanting to move into this space anyway mm-hmm. now because they realize how much money they can actually make and how many people are actually playing it. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're, if Square Enix isn't having this team make it, they'll have someone else make it, mm-hmm. which is interesting in general. Um, especially, I mean, you've seen Nintendo pick up, um, I forget what their company name is, but they're a mobile company. DNA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their games were, I played several of their games um, before they teamed up with Nintendo. And, Everyone's trying to move into this space, especially those AAA teams. So it's kind of interesting to see what everybody's kind of producing. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's kind of our verdict on Lara Croft Go. That uh, it's a it's a solid game. Uh, there there might be things that you'd want to try before, especially especially Monument Valley. If you haven't tried Monument Valley, yeah, oh, come on. I definitely say that one thing I did like a lot about um, Lara Croft Go was the 
this it was kind of like a side quest, um, which was you find these you're trying to find relics and you're also trying to find gems to unlock, like you said, the outfits. Mm-hmm. But it was fun and interesting and did have a slight playability uh, replayability mm-hmm. if you were interested in like completing the whole thing and you would see these little. Um, little containers would have the relics and you would find those and those would uh, get harder to see and find as you progress through the game. And then they would also have gems in them too. So I did think that was a really interesting ad that obviously games like Monument Valley don't have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, this actually adds some slight playability if you're interested in, you know, completing yeah. these things or and some of those things, outfits. some like that. Honestly, finding those things is the hardest part about the whole game. Yeah, like the the I puzzles agree. in the game are you know, decently challenging. Like some of the later ones have a little bit of of good challenge to them. Most of them are pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah, that's how I was wondering what you thought about the actual puzzles in general. Because like I, they're not too bad. Uh, I would say that I think some of the enemy types really help to uh, mm-hmm. to make some of those things more challenging, like especially yeah. like the lizard that chases you. Yeah. Um, so you, you kind of set this lizard off by walking into its path and then it follows one spot behind you. So yeah. it, it keeps you from, from going anywhere that you can't backtrack out of. Yeah. Um, and that was, that's one of the more difficult enemies. Uh, there was, there was one puzzle uh, later in the game with a, a, a big boulder mm-hmm. that comes down that you need to, uh, you need to hit a hit the perfect sequence so it comes down a few different levels. Yep. But you also need to make sure there's something to block its path to stop it from just falling off the level and yeah. not being usable anymore. Uh, and that one that one was a little more devious, just in that you had to kind of sequence things out. But uh, yeah. it, it's never it, it's got a pretty good checkpointing system in it. It's yeah. it, it's kind of I would say there's maybe like, averages about three puzzles. Per level, uh, and it'll checkpoint you Especially at the beginning. Of, the end. Yeah, like each each sequence, each uh, each before each scenario of mm-hmm. a puzzle of one of those levels, you go get a checkpoint. So uh, dying yeah. in that game, you'll probably die a lot, but it, it has yeah, no it, it has no punishment to it. It's not a big deal, and uh, it, I don't know. It was it was all right to puzzle out. I, I think yeah. uh, there were there were a couple nice little tricks of like, oh, I, hey, I didn't see that. That's a that's a good one. That's yep. I'll get that on the next time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But but yeah, no, nothing like a Monument Valley of, of like, oh, wow, that's the solution? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, I thought the puzzles were good. Um, and towards the end, I thought they got into the great zone and like, oh, this is actually getting kind of tricky. And that's, I wish there was a, another set of levels um, that continued that difficulty because they started to get really pretty difficult mm-hmm. on that last chapter. And we did get one piece of DLC, uh, yep. that one new chapter, and, and who knows, maybe we would get another one. I believe this game has sold better than Hitman Go, uh, and that might just be having the Laura Croft name on it, that she yeah. has a little bit more cachet these days. Yeah, and that extra one is the one I'm talking about. Okay. That it was uh, pretty difficult. It is difficult in general, um, some of the puzzles and what you need to do. I, I did enjoy it. It doesn't have much of a story to it, but mm-hmm. other than just Laura Croft is, is right in a tomb. Trying to get this, obviously she's trying to find a relic. Yeah, your, your MacGuffin relic thing. and uh, But the, the serpent, the, like the king of this area, yep. is yep. that you meet in different, different levels during the game. Yep. I think it's pretty cool. Like it was a, it's a mm-hmm. cool looking serpenty, dragony mm-hmm. looking beast. 
and uh, and the way it plays into some later puzzles, I thought was also pretty clever too. Well, it was interesting how they actually used the used it as like a boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely made me wish that there was like a boss for each chapter. Sure. And then the serpent one was like the final mm-hmm. boss or whatever. Um, but in general, I thought that was a really good idea. I just kind of wish they took it a little bit farther and had like maybe like a mini boss for each level. Yeah, um, I'm with you. But yeah, it was, that was cool. Um, in general, how they use that. Yeah, as a person who doesn't like Lara Croft games, uh, never. That's never you. Had, yeah, I've what? Ne- I have never played a Lara Croft game. I just, you're not a, but you're not a huge PlayStation fan. Uh, it's not. Well, right. You're, you're right. Back in the day, back you're in the day. right. Uh, I back in the day, I, I guess yeah. I'm more now that I have a PS4 and a Vita. But yeah, anything anything before yeah. like PS4 was was not really my forte. But yeah, yeah. It's, like, did it, you have a PS1? Sorry, no, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I ended up getting a PS2 much later, yeah. solely so I could play Shadow of the Colossus, yeah. and then I got. A PS3 much later solely so I could play Last of yeah, Us, yeah, yeah. and then I have other games on those systems that I played later. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely not my forte. Anyway, <laughs> even but more than just not being a big Lara Croft fan, and and uh, it it plays into the not being a Sony guy to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. say like uh, Uncharted's not my thing either, sure, which sure, it's sure. not. Sure. Uh, I do like The Last of Us. Uh, I just haven't played <laughs> Uncharted. Uh, sure, sure. But but I'm not even an Indiana Jones guy. Oh really? Like, Interesting. I, there's just. Did you see them when you were younger? I've seen a couple of them. I haven't seen them. You haven't all. seen all. I haven't seen them all. Even that uh, that statement is I, sad. I, that seems <laughs> that seems crazy, but that's because I'm not really interested in that huh. kind of a thing. Like going raiding a tomb yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know, sure. drinking from the right cup. Like that sure. that one that just doesn't hold a lot of <laughs> sure. value to me, or not value, but it just it doesn't excite me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so, this is a preference. Lara Croft Go is is kind of the game that got me into this because uh-huh. I like I liked Hitman Go. I uh-huh. like this puzzle uh-huh. style stuff, and and I didn't have to play a, a full Lara Croft game, so that was yeah. good. I hear the new Lara Croft games are good. Really, they're, I haven't played one since PS2, but I definitely grew up with PlayStation, PS1, and was a huge Lara Croft fan for sure. Um, and they have her. One thing I thought was fun in this game is they have her original outfits mm-hmm. that you that I played when I was a kid and I'm sure a lot of you guys did too. Um, so I thought that was cool cause I got to, and I unlocked it pretty on the first level. I think I unlocked. Yeah. I do think outfit. that first chapter is, is like all of those, uh, all the gems play into getting that first out. Yeah. It was I switched into it too. Like, I think yeah. that's really how I played most of the game was, was like that. Yeah. And it was just a cool uh, thing to do. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> there's also agent 47's uh, suit. Mm-hmm. If you want to get that, which is weird, but yeah, yeah it's a fan service thing. And <laughs> any, any Hitman go fans out there would, uh, would appreciate that as well. Yeah, all right. Totally. Well, uh, that is Lara Croft go. That is the first of our, of our four games here. We'll come back uh, soon with a new episode. Uh, we're not sure exactly like how long we're going to uh, put these, uh, like what the space between these episodes is going to be. Uh, for us, it's going to be five minutes because <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going to come back and, and do another one right now. Uh, but Ryan, before I let you go, uh, you want to tell us, uh, just plug, plug the site again and anything else uh, where people can find you on the internet? Yeah, for sure. So check us out at livingthenerdlife.com. Um, and then you can check us out on Twitter at Team Nerd Life. So, yeah, it's awesome to do this with you, and I'm excited to um, talk about some more games. I'm also on Instagram at – my personal one is at R-Y-Z-N, which is Risen, or Ryan with a Z. Gotcha. So. Cool. Uh, yeah, as for Gamers on the Go, GamersOnTheGo.com is where you can find us. You can also find us on, on Living the Nerd yep. Life. 
Yeah, we uh, just uh, put up the partner page too. For nice, you. fantastic. I, don't know if you've seen that yet. Uh, I have not yet. I will. Uh, we'll have to go uh, between between these episodes and see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, uh, blog posts and stuff you'll find on gamersonthego.com. The podcast itself uh, can can be found on on Living the Nerd Life, um, and then our our Twitter is at GOTG Podcast. If you want to write in about your thoughts on the show or or future episode, what you might uh, want to hear about, uh, I'm open to those suggestions. So yeah, uh, if there's any games uh, specifically that you want to hear us even talk about, yeah, play, especially on the mobile scene, yep. like handheld games like 3ds and Vita, I am probably aware of the releases that are coming out <laughs> because for Vita they're so few and far between, and for 3ds it's that's that's my baby. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, I know what I'm going to be looking for on those. Uh, but yeah, anything older or anything mobile, I'm definitely interested in because mobile games, I, I like them and I play them, but it, like we said, there are so many of them, free, paid, the saturation is, is so thick yeah. that uh, of, of quality stuff, that, that there's stuff we just miss. So uh, if anybody wants to send in recommendations on things for, for us to play, uh, we're going to try to make Ryan a more regular uh, part of this podcast, uh, especially on the mobile games front. So yeah. Uh, yeah, having more games to play would be would be great. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll be back with another episode real quick.